Hello Predators fans and thanks for joining us once again on Penalty Box Radio. I am Sam Fleming, contributor and broadcaster for Penalty Box Radio. Going to recap this afternoon's 2-1 loss to the New York Rangers at the Bridgestone Arena. I'll share my thoughts and get you set for the next matchup for the Predators on Monday, which we'll talk about at the end of this recap. So, starting off today, it was an afternoon game, a 1pm puck drop at the Bridgestone Arena. Uh, the big event came before the game when the Predators uh, unveiled their new winter classic jerseys, uh, paying homage to the Dixie Flyers that used to play uh, back during the days at the Municipal Auditorium. And what a beautiful jersey uh, the winter classic one is. They expect to use that, I believe they said, in about two more games this season. Although I'd be all for the Predators potentially making that a permanent alternate jersey or who knows, maybe even flipping the colors and making a gold jersey instead of a white one as an alternate but a great look for the winter classic the predators jerseys for the cotton bowl uh coming up on january 1st 2020 against the dallas stars which the stars unveiled on their twitter that they will be revealing their jerseys on wednesday november the 6th so we'll keep an eye out for what the dallas stars will be uh, wearing this year against the Predators in the Winter Classic. So the Rangers, as I mentioned in my preview, a team that's in a bit of a rebuild right now. An interesting stat that Chris Mason and Willie Donick brought up on the broadcast. They had seven players under the age of 21 on that roster. So the Rangers are very young and looking to be a team for the future and quite a few good players. And they were without Mika Zibanejad today, one of their best players so far this season who missed his second second uh, second consecutive game but that didn't affect the Rangers so let's go through the scoring summary it started up uh, in the first period uh, with Philip Kittle, uh getting the first goal of the game his second of the season he's only played in two games this year for the Rangers and has a goal in both games uh, so far so Kittle got the scoring started then, uh, so it was one to nothing at the end of one. Then in the second period, the Rangers came out, uh, just continued what was a great start for them, even though they weren't getting as many shots on goal as the Predators, but they played so well defensively. Uh, Ryan Strome picked up his fourth of the year, assisted by Artemi Panarin, as I highlighted earlier. Uh, Panarin made a beautiful pass out in front to Strom, actually in the slot, a good redirect by Strom past UC Soros. Uh, so the Rangers had a 2 to nothing lead early in the second period. But then the Predators got on the board on the power play after a stretch of 0 for 8 on the power play the past couple games. Uh, it was Victor Arvidsson, so the top line starting to step up. And we saw that the Jofa line got put back together uh, early in that game of Johansson, Arvidsson, and Forsberg. So we'll see if that becomes permanent. Philip Forsberg and Roman Yossi pick up the assists. And that would do it for the scoring in the game. 2-1, to one, the final is no goals were scored in the third period. Um, but the highlight of that game has to be New York Rangers goaltender Alexander Georgiev. He played fantastic between the pipes for the Rangers. 
stopping 32 of the 33 shots he faced, and he kept that Rangers team alive in that game. New York really didn't have much other than the two goals going their way. They did have a couple breakaway chances. We saw Capo Caco, the second overall pick, who had a great breakaway that UC Soros was able to stop. I thought Soros, despite taking the loss today, he really started to gain some momentum after giving up those two goals, two goals that I think he'd like to have back. One was just a really good play by Panarin. The other one was just a fast break. Ham Hughes couldn't quite get his stick on it. But Soros made 28 saves on 30 shot attempts. I think the best highlight of the day, too, was when they interviewed Pecorine and said, that's my boy, as Pekka said on the bench. So Soros, I think, did play pretty well, even though giving up the two goals and taking the loss. But you got to give Alexander Georgiev a lot of credit. He was spectacular between the pipes, and I thought they were going to go with Hendrik Lundqvist today after Georgiev got the start against the Lightning on Tuesday, but I see why they continue to play Alexander Georgiev. Uh, he definitely earned the number one star of the game, which he was in the arena, and for sure for me, the number one star overall by a mile in this game. Um, the second star, they had Kittle in in the arena, I'm going to actually give it to the guy that had the game winner. Ryan Strom would be my second star of the game. And then I agree with the third star, Victor Arvidsson, with the power play goal. He actually played pretty well, but there were a couple times. I think Arvidsson got back into doing that slap shot that we've seen him do in the past because he has scored a couple goals from it, but he just teed it up and went wide of the net. Nashville had plenty of good opportunities to put the puck on the net. But they missed some golden opportunities on the power play as well. Late in that game, uh, the Rangers started taking a couple penalties, and Nashville really couldn't capitalize on other power play chances in the third period. I did think the penalty kill for Nashville did really well today as well. Staying disciplined, no shorthanded goals, but they did a good job really staying disciplined with a Rangers power play that has a lot of good weapons. We mentioned Chris Kreider, Artemi Panarin, Tony D'Angelo, who's become a really good defenseman for him, Jacob Truba, um, Capo Caco, who's really showed his speed as well. He maybe doesn't have as many goals right now, but he's 18 years old. That's hard to believe that they have 18-year-olds playing in the NHL. Um, but Capo Caco is a phenomenal player and a name you're going to hear about along with a lot of this young Rangers core for years to come. And a great story on uh, Georgiev as well. Um, he's the only Bulgarian player to ever play in the NHL, and he's doing his country proud. And he played a great game tonight in Nashville. So uh, a 2-1 to one final. I didn't think the Predators played bad. I just think they ran into a really hot goaltender uh, in Georgi Georgiev. Um, it was good to see Arvidsson get back on the board for his sixth of the year. Forsberg getting an assist. Yossi uh, ties Ellis again for the team lead in points. Just waiting for Matt Duchesne to really catch fire again. Ryan Johansson to step up a little bit as well. So I think once all the top guys start going with the depth players like Benino and Watson and Sissons, who played very well lately, I think this team can be very dangerous in the long run, and we've seen them in the past. They do tend up to 
tend to heat up uh, late November and through the December months. So they'll have a big stretch run heading up to the Winter Classic on January 1st in the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. So looking ahead, the Predators are back on the road. They're heading to Little Caesars Arena in Detroit to take on the Detroit Red Wings, another team that's been in a rebuild and has a lot of young players on their team. We obviously know Dylan Larkin, a very fast player. Uh, he's been a problem for Nashville in the past and was in the game or earlier this season. Anthony Mantha, another great player for them as well. Uh, Tyler Bertuzzi, uh, Todd Bertuzzi's son. He's a gritty player like Matthew Kachuk, but has a lot of skill. They got Andreas Anthony back. So the Red Wings will have some definite players to keep their eyes on uh, in that game at Little Caesars Arena on Monday, 6 p.m. Central Time puck drop up in Detroit. I will have a preview once again. So if you have any questions about the game, the opposition in the Detroit Red Wings, or the Predators, and how they look to bounce back after a loss where they maybe could have won that game had a different goaltender been in, but also after dropping that tough overtime loss uh, on Thursday night. So the Predators will go take on the Red Wings in Detroit, trying to get a win against Detroit, who's had their number the past few years, and a rivalry that stems back to when Nashville first made the playoffs in 2003-2004. So again, the Predators take the loss today, 2-1 to one against the Rangers, back in action on Monday against the Red Wings. Thank you for tuning in over here on Penalty Box Radio. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media re- uh, platforms and check out our website at PenaltyBoxRadio.com. Once again, thanks for tuning in, and go Preds!